1: what the Bible says, here's what he did. He came himself. He came himself. Not only did he come himself with the message of salvation, he presented himself as the means of salvation. Yeah, there's only one way because there's only one God. God came. He put skin on and he paid the penalty for your sin so that you can be forgiven. There's one way. There's one way. He didn't have to do it. He didn't owe you anything. He didn't owe me anything. He did it because he loves you so much. There is only one
0: way to get to God, and that is through his son, Jesus Christ. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he reminds us that God is three in one. Jesus came to us from the Father and Spirit as God in the flesh, bringing his message of salvation and being the means for our salvation. Only in him can we be saved. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 2 with today's message. His love is the
1: We've been married about two years, and I didn't love her anymore. I was, I was almost in a panic because I'm like, I've married this woman. I have to spend the rest of my life with her. God, you got to do something here. And he reminded me and said, no, you have to do something. You have to do something, Robert. This is on you. Go back and do what you did in the beginning. And the emotions, they correct themselves. They get in line with your will. They get in line with your actions. That's true in your relationship with Jesus too. You're not feeling it. You don't have the intimacy anymore. Well, then go back and do what you did in the beginning. Start talking to other people about Jesus. Push yourself. Invite them to church. Even if you know they're going to say no. You know, the... The guy that's the pastor up at Calvary Chapel in in Hollywood, that was his story. You know, a bunch of guys, we were doing Models for Christ down here, and a bunch of the guys kept inviting him to church until finally one day, after saying no repeatedly one day, he said yes. It's amazing how often that happens. But see, what this passage is doing is it's linking our drifting to neglect. We neglect this great salvation, which we're going to talk more about next week. But we, we neglect it. Stop neglecting your salvation, you'll stop drifting. Stop neglecting your wife or your husband. If he won't lead, ladies, then you do it. Did you hear that? I hammered the guys pretty good, right? Ladies, hammered the guys pretty good. If he won't lead, then you do it. It's his responsibility, but you're just as capable. If he won't lead, then you do it. Stop neglecting him. Look at this again. Hebrews 2, verse 1, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Which at the first, in other words, from the beginning was spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who've heard Him. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to His own will. Christian, if you've been drifting, turn around. If you've been drifting, turn around. Do what you did in the beginning. Give more earnest heed to the things you've heard. Go back to the Bible. Dig into it, whether you feel it or not. Now, I've been applying all this to Christians because I believe it's a valid application of the passage. But this was written to a bunch of Jewish people who I don't think they had a relationship with the Lord yet. Again, I think they knew about him, and I think they had come to believe he's the Messiah, but they didn't know him. So bear with me, just a couple more minutes, because this warning seems to have been given to people who knew a lot about God. They knew about Jesus, but they didn't know Jesus. And I believe that's some of you. See, they'd heard the gospel preached, but they'd continue to offer their own sacrifices. They hadn't put their trust in Jesus to forgive their sins. They're trying to somehow impress God, earn their way into his good graces. They were neglecting this great salvation that he provided Drifting, slowly but surely, right past the only way provided by God by which human beings can escape the judgment. Now, anytime I say that, I'm expecting backlash because I usually get it from somebody. Oh, there's that narrow-minded, Jesus is the only way stuff again. You know, that got to become a Christian if I want to go to heaven. Two things, real quick, two things. Did you know that the name Christian is kind of like Obamacare? What do I mean by that? Obamacare, the name was actually given to this government health plan by those who opposed it. You realize that, right? That's how it started. But then the Democrats were like, hey, that's actually, we like that name. That's a pretty good name, Obamacare. Sure, call it Obamacare. We'll call it Obamacare. That's a great name. And so they embraced it, and it stuck. Well, same thing with Christian. And see, believers didn't come up with the name Christian. The enemies of Christ came up with the name Christian. It was a derogatory thing. But, but then the, the believers were like, well, actually, yeah, that's who we are. That's pretty good. That, we'll take that. Christians, we're Christians. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a fundamentalist. Ooh. Well, yeah, I believe the fundamentals. The Bible is true. It's the Word of God. The fundamentals of our faith. You either believe them or, well, what do you have? If you don't believe the fundamentals of the faith, what do you What do you believe? You making something else up about Jesus? I mean, that's not going to work out for you real well. Yes, I am a fundamentalist in that sense. Listen to what Jesus himself said. Jesus himself. John chapter 14. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And If I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. The way you know. Thomas said to him, no, actually, we don't. Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, we didn't make this stuff up about Jesus, that he's the only way to the Father. Jesus is the one who said, I'm the only way to the Father. You know, I've never had anybody hate on Jesus. You know what I mean? I've never really encountered anybody that... Man, that Jesus. Give me a break. No, people were always, always, when you talk to people about Jesus, they love Jesus. They love Jesus. Oh, Jesus talks about love. Jesus talks about forgiveness. Jesus is all about love and mercy and, and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But but they don't realize that, well, yeah, but he was also all about holiness and judgment. And they don't really go there. Jesus is the one who said, I'm the way, the truth in life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He goes on, John fourteen seven. If you've known me, you have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it's sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you've not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I don't speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Guys, listen to me. Jesus himself said, I'm God. If you want to get to the Father, I'm your only hope. There's no other way. I'm the way. I'm the way. Do you realize that You know, sometimes we we have this idea that well, God who can do anything, and he's all-powerful, and he's He's love, and he's all... You know, he, he, he certainly would have made an abundance of ways. He would have opened the door wide for... No, listen. What the Bible says, here's what he did. He came himself. He came himself. Not only did he come himself with the message of salvation, he presented himself as the means of salvation. Yeah, you know, there's only one way because there's only one God. God came. He put skin on. And he paid the penalty for your sin so that you can be forgiven. There's one way. There's one way. He didn't have to do it. He didn't owe you anything. He didn't owe me anything. He did it because he loves you so much. He wants you to know him. He became one of us in the person of Jesus Christ. And as one of us, he offered himself to be executed for our crimes against God and his law. The message of Hebrews is that he came in person because he loves you and he wants you to be part of the family, but he's not going to make you submit to that. He won't force you into that. He opened the door. It's possible. You can be forgiven or you can go on neglecting this great salvation, which he came in person to offer to you. In which case, there's no hope of escaping the judgment to come. See, the door's open if you want to be forgiven, if you want to be cleansed, if, if you want to be made part of his family. All you have to do is is say so. Okay, yes, God, I want you to be I want you to be my God. I want you to be God in my life. But but think about what he's saying there. Okay, this is no joke. It means that you're acknowledging that he's God and you're not. That if you're in conflict somehow with what he's done and what he said, well then you're wrong, he's right. He's not going to bend or adjust. You're going to have to bend and adjust. Because he's the one who's perfect, and you're the one who's flawed. He's the one who can transform and change you and perfect you and cleanse you. He, he can do that, and you're, you can't do that for yourself. And so when you come to him and say, yes, yes, I need that, I want that, because of what Jesus has done, the Bible says he immediately will put his spirit inside you and begin the process. He'll make you part of the family.
0: We chase after so much in this world, the best job, the perfect family, the prestige and fame that we think will satisfy. But will it ever be enough? These worldly achievements may seem like exactly what we want, but in the end, we can't take them with us to heaven. These things can also become idols in our lives, becoming more important than our Savior. As we've studied the book of Hebrews, we've been warned that nothing should take the place of Jesus in our lives. Nothing else and no one else will give us lasting satisfaction. Our lives should focus first on the Savior, allowing Him to direct our steps in all things. We are so glad you tuned in today to Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, please visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. Listen to additional teachings by clicking on Podcast and download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. Come and follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Find links to our accounts at our website, MainThingRadio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We hope you'll join us next time as Pastor Robert continues to teach verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Hebrews, right here on Main Thing Radio.